Okay, what's going on guys and welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Today we are going to be discussing all the latest crack in the world of mixed martial arts. Roscoe, what's the story, bud? All good, man. Very good job saying, not saying we have a special guest. Um, yeah. I'm proud of you, man. I know, yeah, I was like, don't say it. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to discuss the main topics of the week. UFC yeah. 250, we're going to, uh, you know, do the breakdown on that. Conor McGregor's retired. Um, it sort of links into what we discussed last week on Fighter Play, and then this uh, weekend's UFC card. It is Cindy Calvao versus Carlos Barza. No, just going. But, just going. Uh, right. <laughs> so uh, Ross, obviously, two UFC two fifty was on over the weekend. Yeah. Um, we went into it thinking it was going to be like an eight out of ten card. What you make of the card of itself? I thought it was really, really good uh, in terms of the main card. Anyway. Uh, sure, there was finishes in all the bantamweight fights. Um, the Leon Magny versus Anthony Rocco Martin was like quite back and forth, and then obviously Amanda Nunes confirmed her status as the GOAT. Yeah, so I, th- I actually thought it was a very good card. I'd say eight out of ten. Yeah, I'd definitely give it an eight. Out- yeah, it definitely gave you exactly what you wanted. But um, whereabouts do you really want to start in this? Because there is a good few talking points. Maybe, maybe kick it off with Sean O'Malley. Yeah, Sean O'Malley, what a what an emphatic knockout uh, win! Like, I think that's the first time I've seen you see in a very long time where there was two walk off knockouts. Yeah, uh, his already one was absolutely incredible. Uh, by the way, top of the range mustache out of Eddie Wineland. Yeah, uh, but Sean O'Malley, he looks so like calm, composed in there. Uh, he looks like he owns the octagon when he's in there. Yeah, uh, his his range is brilliant. Um, look, he actually came out after fight and was like, "I'd rather just fight stand-up fighters. It's like that's more crack." And yeah, he was like, oh, "I feel like the best striker in the division, so that's what I want to do." I got into this like there was a lot of upsets I felt in the beginning of the night, and then like I was like, "Oh no, is he going to lose as well? This is going to be this is going to be a shit show." But uh, everything about him is just so compelling. Like obviously, I know he was on the show, and that was great for us, but. There's one thing saying you're going to do stuff and then there's another thing actually delivering. And wait, he's just a star, man. Going in, even the, the different haircut. The, the, and what the, is with that hair? I don't know, man. It's, oh, he's just so polarizing. Uh, even mm. if you look back at the, at who was watching, like what were the, the, the biggest spike in ratings? It was when he was fighting. People are just, mm. he's must see TV. And even the, even the, like the small things, like when he gets a knockout, he doesn't really celebrate. He just like, well, I knew he was going to do that for ages, so like it was fine, if you know yeah. what I mean. And what are you talking to him now? I'm like, he's easily a top ten bantamweight. Like, uh, I feel like he he can definitely compete in there with the top guys. I think the only thing holding him back at the moment is he's not getting paid enough. So he's like, I'm not going to fight Cody Garbrandt for like thirty grand. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to fight Cody Garbrandt for, like a hundred grand, uh, and then also. We don't know what his ground game is like. That's the only thing. But he says he trains more on the ground than he does on the feet because he feels like he like even it out. I was watching it. I was just I was there munching on a tub of ice cream, and I was like, Jesus Christ! He's this is this is he's a big big deal. I don't I, like I don't he even is. know. Just everything he has, everything like it's like it is like Conor McGregor. Literally, like talks talk, walks walk, wins impressively, and stones people. I was just like, whoa. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't expecting a right, like a right straight down the pipe. Like, 
and that's all she wrote. How often do you see a knockout like that? Very, very rarely. You know what I mean? Like Mark Hunt-esque. I oh, know, I'm still in shock over it, actually. Like, myself and Ross, we had a training session with each other earlier, and we just made sure not to talk anything about it. But uh, oh, I was literally like, whoa. And then, like, the internet blew up as well. It was mm. trending. And... But, like, he was saying that afterwards. He was like, oh, I checked the social media. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, when I post something, I get, like, 40,000 likes after an hour. You know what I mean? He's like, the embedded that I'm in have more views than the embedded I'm not in. You know what I mean? And that's like that's that's the truth. You know what I mean, it's a bit like when Conor McGregor does an embedded. It's like there's a lot more views on it, lads. Yeah, in in the build up to the fight, I was watching the embedded, and I never really skip anything, really. But uh, I was I was like, that's where you can toggle along and see what mm. they're actually showing in the video. That I was like, right, Sean O'Malley, like what's being said. Also, Cody Garbrandt as well. Like the Felicia mm. uh, Spencer stuff. I was just like, here, look, there's not a hope in hell she's winning anything. The already yeah, also, like, her boyfriend just wanted to meet Amanda Nunes, so, like, they thought that was weird. Yeah, but what, what, what do you expect now from Sean O'Malley over the next while? Because, obviously, the, the majority of the people are clicking on this theater here about Conor McGregor retiring, or this future Sean O'Malley. I think Sean O'Malley could, if he gets the, the, the big money, that, or, well, the decent money he's looking for, he could easily be fighting someone in the top 15 next. He could be two wins away from a title shot, if not maybe three wins away from a title shot. Yeah, that's the thing. He's so fresh, and he's not even in the top fifteen yet. Like this is this is ridiculous. I think the thing is that like people are almost clamoring for Cody Garbrandt versus Sean O'Malley after their two big knockout wins. Like, oh, I'd love to see that fight. That'd be that's too soon for Sean, isn't it? Oh well, I just don't think. I just don't think he should fight Cody Garbrandt for the money he's on now. That makes sense. Yeah. As in, like, if you're going to fight Cody Garbrandt, there's a chance he might lose. So if if there's a chance he might lose, you need to make sure you're well looked after in the finances. Yeah, sure. Look at the way Chase Hooper in the fight before that. He was mm. terrible to stand up against Bruce, Bruce Leroy. Yeah, well, in fairness, Alex Saras like was known for being like very good on the feet. He was just more so. He's like eight out of ten on the feet, and then like sort of six out of ten on the ground, or maybe even like sort of seven and a half out of ten on the feet. And it's like Chase Hooper's like three out of ten on the feet, and then nine out of ten on the ground. He just couldn't get it there. Yeah, I think Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper is just far too young mm-hmm. um, and he definitely needs to improve in that stand-up as well. But like another, there was another very impressive win in the Bantamweight division. Aljamain Sterling beat Cody Sanhagen, uh, Corey Sanhagen, excuse me. Uh, in that fight, we actually both thought Corey Sanhagen was going to win. Aljo got his back straight away and then tapped yeah, him. Yeah, absolute uh, backpack hit him. What a win. Uh, oh, unbelievable. Uh, you know what was very strange and very telling? Why was this not the co-main event? I know because Cody Garbrandt used to be the champion his bigger name. But well, that made me feel like to a casual fan watching that, like Cody Garbrandt deserves the next title shot. Like what an unbelievable knockout. And he was the co-main event. I know, yeah. This was number two and four. Look, I think Aldo is absolutely incredible. Like he has a lot of like things going for him. Uh, he's a good looking guy. Um he he's he's good on the mic. You know, what I mean he, he gets finishes. Um I just think he needs to still work on a stand-up, especially if he's going in against Peter Yan. Now, whether you can get Peter Yan to the ground, it's a whole different ball game for Peter Yan down there. But it, it's almost like he's a, he's like a super really polished version of Chase Hooper. Like that's what Chase Hooper aspires to be. Yeah. But look, <laughs> the the full match is brilliant, and I love the way he wears that big fake thick gold head. I think that's yeah. brilliant. He also yeah. definitely needs a haircut. He was usually gets the braids, doesn't he? Like um, you're all in favor. No, well, I was going to say actually Sean O'Malley, but yeah, 
Yeah, I think they see he's quite short. Maybe you want to add a bit of height to himself. <laughs> but, but, but like, is, what exactly do you think is next for Aljo? Oh, I actually think UFC are missing a trick here, and it should be Peter Yan versus Aljo for the UFC bantamweight title. I'd almost like put uh, Jose Aldo to a side. I mean, Aldo lost against Stoganowski. He lost against Marais, whether you like to say it or not, or whether you thought he won. Like, the record book show he lost. He's coming off two losses. Aljo's coming off, what, like, five wins or something? Yeah. You know I mean, like, uh, I just think he's the number one guy. He's also ranked ahead of Peter Yan in the rankings. Yeah, it's... it's I almost think Aljo versus Aldo is almost more deserving than Jan versus Aldo. Like, if you actually look at Peter Jan, he, well, beat Uriah Faber, and now, like, he deserves a shot, you know what I mean? Like, I like Peter Jan. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Like, he's an absolute Russian destroyer. But I don't think your last fight can be, you know, Uriah Faber, and then you deserve a shot over everyone. I don't get that. Maybe Dana was, uh, didn't think Aljamain Sterling was as good as the, as as good as he was. Or is potentially no. Yeah. Then, like obviously in the co-main event, Cody Garbrandt was one of the knockouts of the night. Uh, we put a poll out actually, Ross, and the majority of the people said Cody Garbrandt's KO was better than Sean O'Malley's. But uh, what did you make of Cody Garbrandt in this fight? Going into the fight, we both thought that Aston Sale would probably win it based on Cody coming off three knockout row, knockout losses in a row. Uh, this was a much better Cody Garbrandt than we saw. He didn't let himself get emotional. He didn't end up in a brawl. Uh, he was a bit more attentive. He was a bit more attentive than I would have liked, I thought. Uh, he said yeah. a lot on the outside, but boy, does he have fast hands. You know what I mean? Uh, I think he just needs to give up on that low kick he was doing. Did you see that low kick he was doing? He's sort of like almost trying to do like a sweep, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, I was, I was like, what is that? Uh, well, he, was obviously, he was obviously a bit tentative going into this. He's like, can't mm. lose four in a row. People were yeah. saying he was going to get caught if he had a loss as well. Do you believe that for a second? No, I don't think it would have been cut, but like maybe another one after that. You, you also have to look at the caliber opponent fought. Like, fuck TJ did a shot twice and Pedro Munoz, you know what I mean? Uh, and then Sun Tao, you know what I mean? The, like, plenty of people have lost to those those three guys, you know what I mean? So, I do think that this was an absolute, like, brilliant performance for Garbrandt, more for his confidence than anything else. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There, got the knockout, and like, he absolutely slept him. Like, people were like, that was murder. Have you, seen, have you seen a knockout like that? It was almost like, uh, uh, well, I know Francis Ngannou sort of like knocked out over him like from like a, like a, like a golf swing. This was sort of the same. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, was it, it was it was straight from the hip. Yeah. Uh, also, like it looked like he sort of pushed off the cage to get a bit extra torque on it. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really cheeky. A bit like uh, ben, when uh, Showtime Pettis ran off the cage. It was real, mm. like very unassuming. Oh yeah, but I also think maybe Asuncao turned off because like the clappers went and there must have been like right that's ten seconds left. Yeah, I was Joe like ha- Joe fifty nine well. bang. So what happened as well during during one of the fights? I think it was Magni and Rocco Martin, and uh, at the, you could hear someone pull like like especially when you, you're about to stand up and the chair goes back. Mm. That noise happened in the background. Someone obviously stood up from the chair. Maybe just someone who rings the the bell. Yeah, and so they stopped, and then like it was like one, two, three, and then the bell, the the, the end of the round went. So you know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe because in in the empty arena, it's uh, it's not as big of a, like a horn or a siren that goes off. If you know what I mean? Yeah. For the end of the round. Happened, remember Billy Quarantino and Spike Carlisle? Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. like changed the fight. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, Cody Garbrandt, where's he going from this, Ross? It's a bit of a strange one. Loads of people are calling for Cody Garbrandt versus Marlon Royce. Um, I think Marlon Royce is in the strangest place in the entire bantamweight division. Why is that? Because his last fight is coming off a win off Jose Aldo, like on the record books. He's ranked number one, and there's no talk from fighting for the title. And the only thing about Cody Garbrandt and Marlon Royce is they're actually, again, both Ali Abdulaziz guys. Is there anyone he, who he doesn't manage, Basmo? Who, Ali Abdulaziz? Yeah. Yeah, Conor McGregor. <laughs> true that, <laughs> true that. And Garbrandt, it's a bit of a strange one because like, he was number nine ranked going into that. He just beat number five. I'd actually, you know what I'd actually love to see? I'd actually love to see it. Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Yam and Cody Garbrandt versus Jose Aldo. I think that would be unbelievable. Does not actually sound so much sexier, doesn't it? It sounds cool. Sounds good to me. So yeah. uh, that's that. That's who I like. Yeah. Um, also, before yeah. we go into the main event, I just want to give one or two uh, shout outs on the night. Uh, shout out to Corey Statman, and I don't know why I call him Statman. Statman, uh, unbelievable. As brother died the week before the fight, he was only eighteen or nineteen at the time. Like, if that's not class, I don't know what is. Uh, showed up and got the job done. And then, uh, obviously, big shout-out to our boy, Neil Magny. Uh, you never know, he might get back into the Welsh Bay rankings after that win over Anthony Rocco Martin. That was very close. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Although, I don't think it was as close on scorecards. I can't remember the scorecards. Yeah, but I think one was like a 30-27, but it was like, when you're watching, you were like, Jesus, don't know who's been. Uh, I actually thought the Rocco Martin was two rounds up going into the last round. But, uh, yeah, also, but I thought the third was quite like definitive for Neil Magny. It was like... Got the gas tank. Another great fight was uh, Clark beat. Oh, Minefield. Yeah, Minefield. Yeah. Those two lads are enormous. They both look like Joel yeah. Romero. And also uh, Gilbert Burns is his brother, one with a great submission as well. But yeah, also, and then uh, also uh, Perez uh, like leg kicked Formiga. Yeah, victory, which I thought was impressive. Was that the knee? He, I think he fucked up his knee. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. well, Ross, may as well get into the main event. Uh, Amanda Nunes defeated. Um, look, wait, I actually forgot now. So, uh, Spencer, Felicia Spencer, yeah, yeah, Felicia Spencer. Don't worry, buddy, you don't have to remember her name, no one else does. Well, maybe be harsh, but you know, look, that's extremely harsh. There were the, like, who else is there to fight? Like, Megan Anderson's like, she could fight me, it's like, yeah, but like, you lost to <laughs> Felicia Spencer, so like, I don't see why anyone's gonna be clamored. I lo- like Megan Anderson, I think she's great, but I think. Man Nuna is probably going to go back down to the bantamweight division. She's in a tough fights next. Yeah, I she's think she's in a tough situation, maybe. isn't she? She's in a tough situation because like it's almost a John Jones thing now that like when John Jones is fighting Anthony Smith, not many people give a shit. He's all she's yeah. always clean. Or he's fighting, so it's like less people are, are like buying, buying yeah. it. Yeah, I get you. And also like there's talk of her being like, oh, she should fight Valentina third time. But Dana White's actually, I think he's on Wei Li Zhang to win one or two more fights and then go up and fight. Uh, Valentina. Uh, What's your take on that? Um, not really. What do you think? I don't mind. Like, like, oh, hold on a sec. Can you pause it? Yeah, far ahead. So, Basel, there's three sort of champions at the top of each of the division. We have Wei Li Zhang, Valentina Shevchenko, and Amanda Nunes. 
Dana White's sort of saying he wants Wei Li Zhang to win in one or two fights and then do Shevchenko versus Zhang. A lot of people are a bit like, if Nunes doesn't fight Shevchenko, no one else is going to challenge her. What way do you want to see? See from Ada Nunes. Yeah, or just like three champions. Who do you want to see them fight? And what way do you want to see them fight? Shevchenko was like, Amanda Nunes can come down to flyweight. And I was like, that's never happened. She's massive. Yeah, she is massive, isn't she? I can't really see Shevchenko Nunes three. But like, uh, Nunes can do what she sort of wants. She's just going to keep battering everyone. It's almost like the second phase of Ronda Rousey. Mm. And I'm not joking, right? If I was a man Nunes, you know what I'd do? I'd actually try and fight like quite frequently now for the next few months and then like retire and like have yeah. your family. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just get that cash in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why not? Like there's no and like she, for her to She's not gonna lose unless she just doesn't perform as well. Yeah, it is. she's like by far the most talented person across both divisions. Yeah. And like she's already sort of beaten the hard fight. She's beaten the Durandomy, she's beaten Holly Holm. You know what I mean? I feel like everyone else is like, they're talking about her fighting Aspen Ladd next, but like Aspen Ladd got like destroyed by Duranby. There's nothing really happening for her. Like, no. Like, I literally like, know you're going to get your ass kicked. It was a bit like when Shevchenko fucked uh, Caitlin Chikugan. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit like, oh, well, we know what's going to happen here. Like, Chikugan's good, but like, Shevchenko's a different level. And the, the biggest problem is people are going to buy less and less. Yeah, she's not Michael Jordan-esque or Michael Jordan-esque. Without Sean O'Malley on that card, that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna make her much much bread. No, I think Garbrandt and O'Malley were like, I'd say Nunes, Garbrandt, and O'Malley were all like equal pay per view draws there. Yeah, Sean O'Malley more. Yeah, probably yeah. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt second. Yeah, well, like that's 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 where the money's at. Well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, if well, like that's well, like, if if you're going based on clicks anyway. Yeah. But then what happened? Like, say she's fighting again against whoever. Same Megan Anderson. Does she headline the card again? See, Megan Anderson comes from Australia, so they might do like style bender on top of that card, and then Man Nunes in the co-main event. Okay. Then after that, there's no one really left. Not really, no. Uh, like, she's almost better off if she gets pay per view points to serve as a co main. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, no one's clamoring at the, at the Gales to see her fight because she's. It's too lopsided. It's too uncompetitive. That, that's the problem. That, that is the problem. But you just came out with a good shout there saying Megan Anderson against uh, Amanda Nunes on a Stylebender card. That's, a, that's mm. actually a very good show. I like that show. But, Ross, obviously, over the weekend. Conor McGregor stole the show again. Very Conor McGregor. Because he retired again. Yeah, I think the most recent MMA show, a video was actually Conor McGregor breaks the internet. But, uh, Ross, first of all, Conor McGregor comes out saying he's, he's retired. I think this is the third time he's done it. Um, first of all, why do you think he did it at that time? And also, why do you think he put out such a bad photograph with like all captions and everything on it? It wasn't like a fresh picture. Well, maybe he had a few proper trails <laughs> in him at the time, but uh, yeah, because it would have been like five a.m. in Ireland, like Irish time. Yeah, but also like the whole like thing about like Boyd's man house, he could have done that like two years ago. No bother. Yeah, you know I mean, his man could have picked out whatever house he wanted two years ago, and it wouldn't have like put a dent in his money. Uh, look, first of all, 
Well, I actually think proper 12 sales like in America are like doing really, really well. And I actually think he's making like a lot of money off whiskey. So I think that's definitely, you know, a notch in his belt, um, like something, an S egg to retire to. Also, like you could definitely do public appearances and make a load of money for that for a good while. Uh, in terms of fighting, I think he wanted to do Gaethje versus him in July and the winner fight could be in September. And the UFC were like, ah, oh, you should wait till we after do that. Uh, after we do the September fight and then you fight the winner. Yeah. And I think Greg was like, oh, I wanted to do like this season. And he was like, why are you pushing off something until September and doing Khabib versus Gaethje? When one of them's going to get injured in September and that fight's not going to happen until November, December. When you can do me versus Gaethje in July and then I'll fight again in September regardless whether Khabib's fit and healthy or not. I think that was his plan. And you were like, nah, we'll just wait a little... Yeah, but, they, yeah, but the, the coronavirus has changed everything as well, you know? And yeah, but at the moment, like, that would sell so many pay-per-view boys. No one has no. anything else to do. And the way I look at it is, at the end of the day, maybe you might make slightly less. Maybe Conor McGregor might get a higher, slightly higher percentage, or maybe you might have to pay him slightly less. But again, like, uh, sort of a larger or smaller percentage of a higher amount of money is much better than, you know, a percentage of no money. Yeah, these lads That's don't taking less money though. No, they He's don't. They're taking the damage. But I think like Masvidal, Jones, McGregor, Cejudo, like during the coronavirus is not the best time to like be like, oh, you should get more money. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like UFC is making less money. The UFC is actually making less and then you're asking them for more. It's not a good time to be like, we deserve more money. Yeah. I saw Masvidal's going very public with this uh, Dana said after that Masvidal actually has a seven fight contract with him as well. I think John Jones has something similar yeah so the, 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 when so he's signed their contract like recently yeah within the last year and now they're like nah I don't want that like you signed the last year like you know what I mean I don't get it yeah this is a, this is a lot like the call her daddy podcast that was on Barstool they signed the, like a three year contract and then they're like we want more and then can take more and more and then one of them left People that follow Barstool will know what I'm talking about. But uh, when you sign the contract, you sort of have to go with it. Oh, absolutely. Like, why don't you, like, sort of... Especially seven or, fights, Ross. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, I was like... I was like seven. At least, at least fight five of them and then go on a new contract. Or maybe sign a contract for three fights and take it yeah. early because you're going to... UFC is the biggest show. Like, a lot of people are like, they don't care about Bellator. Mm. Or, like, six fights max, two years. Like, you may sign a three-year deal. Yeah. Like, like, this is their fault. Yeah, if you're you're negotiating the contract, you sign the contract, and then you're like, I don't like the contract. It's like, yeah, you say the negotiations. Yeah, wouldn't just go with the negotiations. Uh, I'll only do that for I'll I'll fight for that man for three times. You know what I mean? No, it's almost like if you commit the crime, it's like I don't like that. Burn him in jail. It's like, well, you did it. Also, I feel like these guys are like, oh, I might lose if you know what I mean, and then like. As in, like, if I lose my next three fights, well, then, like, I'll make less. They'll offer me less money, you know, if that makes sense. As opposed to... But you have to bank on yourself. And... Oh, I know, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, but I feel like a lot of the guys are, like, off oh, seven fights, it doesn't matter what my win-loss record is over those seven fights. I know, exactly. But, Ross, what, what, like, what, what, what do you think is the story down with Connor? Look, the UFC could easily turn around, give him what he wants, let him have a big fight in July. Doing on Fight Island. 
and there you have it, Bob's your uncle, Mary Trant, Conor McGregor's back. But I'm surprised UFC haven't lined up like so massive fights for the first fight on Fight Island. I'm surprised they're not like doing the UFC 249 for Fight Island. Yeah, maybe they can't get everyone on it. And they, they also have to spread it out. Like, for instance, this weekend's card very poor. Well, because they Shocking, like, Charlie. Huge, huge I didn't even know who the main event was. I know, and I, know I forgot who was on this weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, uh, and we supposed to do MMA shows. But uh, he's, going, he's coming back, isn't he? He is, yeah. He'll be, he'll be back for he'll be back to fight Khabib or he'll be back to fight someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's so, what he is. Especially if Gaethje wins, he'll be like, right, so I can easily get that belt back. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be Gaethje Khabib and then Connor is back in action. But, uh, you know what I mean? He's just, it's, it's so funny. Mm. He doesn't even fight and he, everyone's talking about him. Yeah, uh, but he was like, oh, he was said he would happily do the Anderson Silva fight as well. I'd be up for that as well. Uh, also, Dylan Dianis put a picture out of him as, him as, as Scarface. And he was like, uh, uh, Massive Down calls me when he comes to my city and all this shit. And I was just like, that is so funny. Dylan Dallas is hilarious online. I don't care what people say. Uh, I, think, I think he uh, asked uh, Massive Dallas if he wanted to go over to Bellator. And he like, yeah. sent him in the pasture. I was like, Dylan Dallas has fought like, what, one, two, 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 two pro MMA fights. And like, he just thinks he can like, say whatever he wants to do. He, he's brilliant. It's just like, when you're that entertaining, you have to watch it. But Ross, obviously this weekend, uh, the UFC is back. Uh, the, according to the website, there is no early prelims, but Charles Rosa is, is headlining the prelims against Kevin Aguilar. Um, anything to say about that? Well, uh, Charles Rosa, is he the fellow who let us down last time? I think so, yeah. He is, yeah. So, like, I'm definitely picking against him. I'm going for my man, Kevin Aguilar. Look, Kevin Aguilar's not bad. He's 17-3. and three. He's uh, lost last two, but he was fighting uh, your man Tugov, another guy who punched McGregor in the octagon. Yeah. And then Danny Oig. So it's not like he's been fighting absolute bumps. So I'm going to go for Kevin Aguilar. Charles Ross, uh, Ross that's it. He got absolutely mauled by, um, what's your man's name? Bryce Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. so I'm so going for Kevin Aguilar. Yeah. Also on the car, also on the prelims is Julia Avia against Gina Mazzani. Uh, Ryan Benoit against Tyson Nam and Jordan Griffin against Derek Minner. But Ross, as we said, the main on the main card, Jessica Oi is going against Cynthia Calvillo. Um Cynthia Calvillo is moving up a weight division. She's had problems making straw weight. Uh, what, yeah. are you, what are you expecting from this one, Ross? Look, I actually am going to pick Cynthia Calvillo in here. Uh, I think she's the better fighter overall. Uh, if you actually take it in terms of, you know, what I've seen in the octagon, Cavell like went toe toe with Asparza. She beat Courtney Casey, uh, and then on top of that, she actually beat Aspen Lad, Aspen Lad in her amateur career. And like Aspen Lad could be next to fight for the bantamweight title. We also met Cynthia Cavell in New York, so she's one of our mates. Uh, Jessica, I think she's good on the feet, but I don't think she's like the complete package. I think Cynthia Cavell will be able to get her to the ground. I'm actually going to go for Jess Cohen. <laughs> okay. Uh, also in the car, Carl Robinson's taking on Marvin Vittori. This was made to happen a few weeks ago. These two lads have a bit of bad blood against each other. Ross, who are you going yeah. for in this? Oh, I like Marvin Vittori. He's actually put up the best fight anyone has against Israel Adesanya. Uh, he lost a close decision, but that's who I'm going to go for. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I'll go for Vittori as well. Uh, Murab Davashvili is taking on Ray Borg. Ray Borg needs a win here, Ross. 
Yeah, geez, Ray Borg's very active now, isn't he? He keeps 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 on fighting anyway. He he was only fighting on that uh, Anthony Smith card. Thinks he's bleeding Brian Gallagher. Uh, look, I'm gonna go for Murab Dashvili. He's actually very very big for bantamweight, and then obviously Borg's gonna be quite small for bantamweight. Yeah. So that's that's my pick there. Yeah, actually, because it's in bantamweight, I agree with you there. Uh, Andre Tuchifidi taking on Charles Jordan as well. I like Tuchifidi. I think he's looked. Yeah. Decent enough in his last couple of fights, so I'm going to go for him for for the LW on this one. Same here. Also, his next tattoo is class weight. It's like a, a lantern. And then, uh, Jor- uh, kicking off the card is Jordan Espinosa taking on Mark De La Rosa. Is that Juicy J? No, no. This fellow looks a bit more Mexican. Or- oh, okay. Well, look, I'm going to go for Espinosa. <laughs> like Mark Mark De La Rosa has like lost his last three fights, and like, that's enough for me to pick against him. Like, yeah, yeah. That's like four in a row. Yeah, Jordan Espinosa is actually ranked number 13. But, uh, Ross, that sort of wraps up the show. But here, I want to let people know as well that we, uh, if, you, if you are enjoying the shows, make sure to like and subscribe as well because uh, we are trying to get up to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we're nearly on 400 subscribers on Spotify. So thanks a million for people who are actually tuning in. Ross, yeah. anything else to say? No, just make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized, bro.